three to us on the commemoration of all souls and purgatory with Father Francis Selman. It is appropriate that we remember the souls of all those in purgatory on the day after the Feast of All Saints. For on the Feast of All Saints we pray to those in heaven who can help us with their prayers and intercession. But on the commemoration of all souls we pray for those whom we can help with our prayers. The saints do not need our prayers because they have already reached their final destination, our true homeland in heaven. But the souls in purgatory have not yet reached the final goal of heaven. Not everyone, however, agrees or believes that there is such a place as purgatory. After all, there seems to be little ground for this belief in Scripture. It was accordingly thrown out by the Protestants at the Reformation. So what reasons have Catholics for believing in purgatory? When we die, we are judged. Quote, for men die once, and after that comes judgment. Hebrews 9.28 This is a private judgment known only to each individual. There will also be a second judgment. This is the general judgment, when everything will be made known on the last day. As soon as anyone dies, he or she knows his or her eternal destination, whether it is the reward of heaven or hell, everlasting exclusion from the kingdom of God. Those who die unrepentant of great crimes against God, named in the Old and New Testaments, go straight to hell. But not all those who have deserved heaven in this life go straight to heaven. For we first have to be purified to enter heaven. Otherwise, our sight will be too weak for the vision of God's glory. Thus, there must be somewhere else to go for those who are neither condemned to eternal loss nor are ready for heaven when they die. This place is purgatory, the place where souls are cleansed and purified. This is not something just drawn from Scripture, but can also be recognised by reason. For even the atheist philosopher John MacTaggart, who lived from 1866 to 1925 in Cambridge, thought that even the best of men may not be ready to enter heaven straight away on dying, but would need some further purification. One way of explaining how this further purification takes place is to suppose, like MacTaggart, that we are purified by repeated lives on earth rather than in a state of purification in the next life. This involves reincarnation, which is the belief of Hindus and Buddhists. It is also a belief very attractive to many other people at the present time. We can, however, decide by reason which of these two alternatives, purification by repeatedly returning to life on this earth, or in a state between this earth and heaven, is more reasonable, in two ways. First, 
The present life loses much of its purpose if it is always possible to amend it in the next time round. Certainly it loses eternal significance. Second, if we can return to this life, and therefore die several times, death is no longer, in the words of Shakespeare's Hamlet, the undiscovered country from whose born no traveller returns. Only one person has returned from crossing the boundary of death, Christ, by his resurrection. Thus, belief in purgatory is at least as reasonable as belief in reincarnation. Belief in reincarnation is incompatible with the central belief of Christianity, the resurrection, because, as St. Paul says, our resurrection will be just like Christ's, Philippians 3.21. But Christ rose from the dead never to die again, Romans 6.9. Thus, we only die once, and the further purification we may need to enter heaven takes place in a state beyond this life, which we call purgatory. There are other reasons for believing in purgatory. I shall mention just two of them. First, the custom of praying for the dead is well attested in the early church, certainly by the third century. This can neither have been for those in heaven, because they no longer need our prayers, nor for those in hell, because they are irredeemable. There is no changing our mind or therefore repentance after death. So these prayers must have been for those somewhere in another place in between. Not that purgatory should be thought of as in between hell and heaven, because although it has suffering in common with hell, it is much nearer to heaven, as there is only one way out of purgatory, it is into heaven. Thus purgatory is a place of hope, as it is a place of assured longing for heaven. The second reason shows that belief in purgatory is based on a fundamental principle revealed in Scripture, that we need to do penance for our sins, which have to be atoned for. It seems entirely reasonable to suppose that whatever penance we put off in this life needs to be completed in some state after this life before we can enter heaven. Thus, St. Thomas Aquinas, in the supplement to his Summa of Theology, said that whoever denies belief in purgatory denies the justice of God, or else we could omit doing penance in this life and get away with it scot-free, so to speak, if what we left undone in this life did not remain to be done after this life. Only, in this life, we embrace penance willingly, but in purgatory we suffer it. The purification is something done to us by God. Although God's justice requires that we set right our wrongdoing by penance, we can help the souls in purgatory by our prayers, which appeal to the mercy of God. 
The greatest prayer, of course, is the Mass itself. This is also the most effective prayer for the dead, because the Mass is a sacrifice of Christ on the cross, which takes away the sins of the world. Thus, the faithful have Masses said for the dead. It is also a matter of charity to pray for the dead, whether for those who are dear to us in this world, or for forgotten souls who have no one to pray for them. Finally, I spoke above of those who deserve heaven. Properly speaking, none of us deserves heaven. As the saints were only too well aware, we only reach heaven by the mercy of God.